Hello and welcome to here's Johnny's Reviews and part 2 of House Halloween. My look at the House franchise. Uh, here we have the rushed out, written in a fortnight, bug nuts, balls to the wall comedy, kid friendly western horror known as House 2. Coming out one year after the mild success of House, with none of the actors coming back, and sit in a completely different house. With its tiny budget of $3 million, this thing pulled in $10 million. So here it is, House 2, the second story. And I swear to God, they spent more time on that pun than writing this bloody script. My main problem with this movie is it throws everything, and when I say everything, I mean everything, from a vintage western actor, to a playboy bunny, to yet another Cheers cast member, to the wall to see what sticks, and hardly anything does. Then they went and made it a PG-13 fucking movie. How the hell does an R-rated franchise go to PG-13 in one movie? Anyway, as I said, this was written in a fortnight, pulled every string in Hollywood to get the effects done, and was rushed out. I've only ever seen this once before, and I thought it was fun, but weird, and... It didn't mesh well with the dark comedy of House. Still, here it is, House 2, the second story. Starring Irie Gross, Jonathan Stark, Royal Dano, Amy Yazbek, Lynn Park, sorry, Lar Park, Lincoln even, sorry, Bill Mayer, and John Ratzenberger, directed by Ethan Wiley. At that plot, a young couple move into a creepy old house where they find out it's haunted by a wild west gunslinger. So they must use the man's great-great-grandfather to keep a magic crystal skull away from him. As a crystal, the crystal skull grants eternal life. Thing is, the house is alive and will do anything to stop them. What will the house throw at them? Is this the worst case of buyer's remorse? And will anything make sense? Find out here. So on to the podcast format. The good, the bad and the ugly. The good being anything I find entertaining about said movie. The bad being anything I find ridiculous or just plain stupid or even bad about said movie. And the ugly is anything I find in bad taste or is just plain ugly about said movie. So let's see if this old house has good foundations. Let's dive into House 2, the second story. And first up, we have my first good. The 80s practical effects are great for the time and the budget that they had. Also, the very short time they had. I believe they had less than three months to put these effects out, so that's not too bad. My first bad, the music again is lifted from Friday the 13th. Really? Two movies now and you've copied a Friday the 13th? Stings? Okay then. My first ugly. 
mere minutes after the young couple give away their baby to an unnamed family, do they get gunned down by the movie's big bad, Slim, played by Dean Cleverden, and voiced by Frank Welker, Dr. Claw himself from the iconic 80s cartoon Inspector Gadget. I mean, these two tearfully hand over their baby to a 50s couple and they just drive off. Minutes later, they're gunned down. What the feck? I mean, it makes no bloody well sense. You have this, I don't know, 16, 17, whatever, this old house uh, with weird Aztec temple stuff and weird other stuff. And you've got a gunslinger wandering about looking for a crystal skull and they're shot dead. And then it cuts to 25 years later. This makes no bloody well sense. But anyway... Moving on to my second good. The exterior of the house is a real house in downtown Los Angeles. Somehow they managed to find this bloody thing looks like an actual bloody Aztec style house. My second bad. If the house is haunted and can sh- time shift, then how the hell did a young couple, Clarence played by Dwyer Brown and Judith played by Leona May, find time to have sex, let alone make a baby? Also, why would you have a baby in a haunted house? to my second ugly. After the death of his parents 25 years earlier, Jesse, played by Eric Gross of Soman, the Ellen TV show, and Marora Report, Report even, moves back into the house. So, what, was it just lie empty for a quarter of a century? And, I mean, there's this gigantic house and nobody moves into it. I mean, okay then. On to my third good. Jesse spends one night in the house before spooky shit starts to happen, unlike the first movie, where it was good, what, four days before the spooky shit started to happen. At least this one is it's more accelerated and gets into the bloody plots, what little silly plot it is, but it's another plot. On to my third bad. Kate, played by Lar Park Lincoln of Friday the 13th Part 7, is a yuppie bitch, and God knows why Jesse likes her. All she cares about is money. And that's about it, actually. I mean, she berates him on the phone talking to her boss about how the house is a dump, but he falls in love with it and it will cost a fortune to renovate, but eh, it's a good enough house, I suppose. Don't want to complete. And she's a jealous, possessive bitch, but more on that one later. My third ugly. The running joke of knocking over the lawn statue runs out fucking fast. That gets old fast. I mean... Knock over something like four or five times, and it is not funny. But to keep going back to it, it is funny, but moving on to my fourth good. The makeup effects on Gramps is great, especially with the budget, and it took over four hours to apply it to this 82, believe, year old man, so hmm, good on him. My fourth bad, Charlie, played by Jonathan Stark of Fright Night, coming soon, and his girlfriend Lana, played by Amy Yazbek of Pretty Woman, Problem Child 2, Robin Hood Men in Tights and A Mask are two of the most annoying 80s stereotypes ever. One is a complete arsehole and the other one is drunk all the time and or horny. Okay then. Another ugly. Within minutes of finding out about his great-great-grandfather and the Crystal Skull, does Jesse and Charlie dig up Gramps, played by Royal Dano of Killer Clowns Outer Space coming soon. Gillies 2, check my archives and a dark half, as well as a fuck ton of westerns, just to get their hands on the money. And yet, they dump the skull at the end of the movie, but I'll get back to that later on. I mean, literally within half an hour, they're digging up this old guy to get their hands on this multi-million dollar crystal skull, but, well, okay then. On to another good. 
this said, Crystal Skull itself looks great, bearing in mind it's plastic and resin, and was about done in about three hours or something, I mean, crying out loud. Another bad. This movie is about a magical crystal skull. The last movie I saw about magical crystal skull sucked bloody well ass and killed its franchise. Another ugly. Gramps tells Jesse and Charlie to keep the crystal skulls safe and not let it out of their sights. Yet within hours, a barbarian, played by Gus Rethwich, steals it and spot Kane Hodder as a guy dressed in a grunger outfit. Oh, didn't I see there's a Halloween party going on so Gramps and other weird shit can blend in. Shouldn't Gramps be stinking about it? He's been dead for 70 bloody years waiting to be dug up to find out if his eternal life works because apparently the crystal skull gives you eternal life. Hmm. Yeah, he's aged and, uh, I don't know, moving on. Two, another good. This sets are impressive for such a small budget. I mean, we have was an Aztec temple. We have a, a prehistoric jungle. Um, else we have a Wild West set and, and other stuff. I mean, it's not too bad. Another bad, John, played by Bill Mayer, is a sleazy, yuppie record label douchebag. He's Kate's boss, and is just a rude, arrogant dickhead. I mean, uh, the guy walks around like he's cock of the wall, but he's a complete douche. Still, I suppose that is the 80s for you. Hmm. Another ugly. Jesse talks to one girl. Kate sees this and goes mad, and then leaves with her boss. What in the actual fuck? I mean, jealous much, and... Um, Unsecure much. On to another good. The puppets for the flying dinosaur baby and the doggo pillar, which is ridiculously cute, half dog, half cat pillar, is good for being sock puppets. I mean, in essence, that's all they are, sock puppets. Jeez, oh, and why the hell do you have a doggo pillar? That makes no bloody sense. It's supposed to be a horror movie, yet you've got a cute fucking half dog, half cat pillar that feels like it should be in bloody labyrinth. Check my archives, man, I had to cover that a few years back. Another bad. Charlie throws a Halloween party in Jesse's house without even asking or telling him rude much. On to another ugly. Charlie breaks down the door to a prehistoric jungle chasing after a barbarian and he just sprays and plays praise or other with an Uzi, proving most people with machine guns don't know how to handle them. Yes, America, you have the right to bear arms, but you don't have the right to bear machine gun arms. For crying out loud. On to another good. John Ratzenberger as Bill, the electrician of Cheers fame, injects some much-needed humour. A pity he isn't in this very much, and the jokes are fucking well lame. Even his pre... Sorry, even his script stuff was kind of lame. But anyway, I love the part how he's part electrician and part explorer. And note, he did all his own fight scenes. The sword fighting scenes, apparently he was a stage fighting actor type thing. He'd done whole Shakespeare stuff and blah 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 blah. Still, moving on to a bad. A good chunk of the budget, I believe half of it was spent on the effects, puppets and makeup, yet most of it is barely shown or in shadow. So what was the point in doing that? What was the point of spending all this money on these effects and the makeup effects and etc etc if they're going to be on shadow most of the bloody well time and these puppets are barely on screen? Apart from the um, baby pterodactyl and the doggo pillar. I mean, what the hell is the point of spending all this money on these Effects and makeup effects, I mean, moving on. Two, another ugly. Jesse gets the crystal skull stolen from him by a flying dinosaur baby and, sorry, a, fine, uh, a flying dino even, and climbs up its lair to retrieve it. When Jesse climbs up the tree to get it back, the baby dinosaur attacks him. And this thing is too cute to be scary. Come on, this is supposed to be a horror movie. This thing looks like it's 
fresh off the set of dinosaurs for crying out loud. He has ridiculously cute, huge anime style eyes and it's fur and I mean, oh, moving on. Horror my arse. To another good, the Aztec temple scene looks pretty good. And is rated of Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, or the hell that one is. On to another bad. The jokes are awful, such as when Charlie and arms Jesse. He hands him a pistol, and when Jesse asks, quote, What am I supposed to do with this latest cigarette? Charlie then replies, No, you shoot them with it. When Charlie goes to use the pistol, it's a bloody right lighter, because that's funny, right? Oh, dear God. On to another ugly. The Aztecs try to kill a virgin, played by Devin Divezka Vasquez of Society and Citizen Toxie, Tox Avenger 4. Oh, she's a former Playboy cover girl or model. Anyway, the point being, these are bloody stereotypes much. I mean, really, all Aztec people just killed virgins for reasons? And on to my final good. Slim's zombie horse is good for good old-fashioned stop-motion. I know it's good for the time and the budget. Another bad. After retrieving the crystal skull from the barbarian, Jesse stands there with the skull at arm's length above his head, just like Link from bloody Zelda games. What a fucking idiot. I mean, really, you're going to hold this thing above your head and go, Oh, I've got it back. Uh... On to another ugly. A day after getting dumped, Jesse moves on to the Virgin. Okay then. Mind you, as I says, Kate was a possessive bitch, so moving on. To another bad, Charlie is useless in this movie. All he does is get drunk, crack shit one-liners, and screamed like a bloody well banshee. What was the point of having him here? He's a completely useless bloody character. On to another ugly. For all the time and money put into Slim, his mouth doesn't even bloody well move. I mean, I think it's just a mask at one point. There's no movement on this thing because the voice comes from, I don't know, ventriloquism. I think the voice ADR'd in, clearly, so, hmm, moving on. What was the point of having this mask made specifically for this actor's face if it doesn't move, unlike Royal Dano's mask, which does actually move? Ridiculous. On to another band. John, the sleazy record label owner, takes both of Kate, both the girls, Kate and Lana, with him when he leaves. What was the point of these three useless characters? Why not just have it? Being the house is a frat house and the ghosts only come out once Jesse comes back for his, I don't know, 21st or 25th or whatever the hell birthday it was. Instead of having this ridiculously piss poor bugnut script about him inheriting this house all of a sudden. And why wait until he's 25 to inherit the house? I mean, this makes no fucking sense. And then the slim zombie thing is immortal like his grandfather but the, the, he grandfather had the original crystal skull which gave him the eternal life but how the hell was slim still alive it makes no fucking sense uh, moving on to my final ugly slim has jesse down and out and does nothing he just stands there as jesse blows him apart with a winchester reputer rifle what the fuck he didn't waste time killing gramps or his parents so why didn't he gun down jesse this movie is a complete utter fucking mess at the end i mean i think this was actually the first draft they bloody filmed moving on to my bads and it's another five so here we go Another bad, after all the quote, fun with the baby dinosaur, the dog a pillar and the girls, uh, which was painful and drags on, 
After getting the skull back, Gramps places it back on the mantelpiece, or where the little thing's supposed to be sitting, because that's the whole point of this, this gigantic house, is it's the centerpiece of the house, blah 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 blah. It gets stolen by Aztecs mere seconds later. What a completely useless and pointless bloody scene. What was the point? Another bad. The sword fights look like little boys playing with plastic swords, all except Bill, because I said he was a trained stage actor, blah 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 blah. But the other two haven't got a clue what they're doing, just swishing these things around like a bloody Star Wars fan, a fucking opening of the next movie. Another bad. It takes an hour and ten minutes of an hour and twenty-five minute movie to get a good look at Slim in his makeup. I mean, what in the actual fuck? Another bad. Gramps gets gunned down by Slim, so he kidnaps the Virgin and Charlie to have a showdown with Jesse in the Wild West. Why? He had no problems gunning down both Gramps and his parents, and he now has a crystal skull, so what is the point of having this gigantic showdown in a bloody Wild West? Completely bloody and useless. And my final bad. The cops are called to deal with the shootout, uh, yet they stand outside for a half an hour, and then gun down the headless corpse of Slim, sitting at the house as they do. What the hell? Why would they... Uh, moving on. I don't care anymore. Like I says, this was written in a fortnight, and I think this used the actual first bloody well draft. <sighs> so, that was House 2, the second story. Scream 2 was wrong. This isn't a good sequel. This story is nonsensical. If the Crystal Skull kept Gramps living after death for 70 years trapped in his coffin, then why didn't it help him after Jesse defeated Slim? Also, if Slim was just like Gramps, how the fuck does that one work? Because Gramps says he shot him and left him for dead in the Mojave Desert in 19-fucking-12. So, how the hell is Slim taunting the great-grandson? I mean, uh, moving on. The effects are good for the time and for the budget, also for the time to hand, i.e. three months. Also, some of the jokes kind of work, but the script is weak, and most of the jokes are awful, and Charlie is hands down the most annoying character in this fucking film, if not all films. If he's not drunk or cracking bad one-liners, he's a coward and just runs off to let Jesse deal with absolutely fucking everything, and then he takes the credit for doing nothing. Overall, I'd say this PG-13 rating really hurts this movie. For a horror movie, this isn't scary, nor is it funny. For a comedy that is, I'm going to give this thing a very woeful 4 out of 10. Still, come back next week to see if House 4 is any better. And I'm skipping House 3 because that's a bloody spec stripped and nothing to do with the House franchise. November is no scare. November, my look at the scary movie, movies. December is Festive Fear 2, which is my look at Child's Play and Better Watch Out and a few other movies. January is John Carpenter Classics 2, such as Big Trouble in Little China and Escape from New York. And February is Love Sucks Vampire Movies. Yay! So don't forget to like, share, comment and subscribe. Also follow me on Twitter at Here's Johnny's Pod, where I'll put polls up occasionally and you can vote for which movies I will cover. Also email me at Here's Johnny's Reviews at gmail.com and tell me what you think of this podcast. Check out my other horror franchise podcasts of Psycho, Omen, Hellraiser and more. Also my solo podcast of Dracula, Freddy vs Jason, The Exorcist and many, many more. A bye bye. Now I have to crack on my crystal skull vodka and wash this memory of this movie out of my memory. Memory or oh, whatever. Bye bye.